0: Right.
1: All right, Jonathan. Welcome back to another podcast.
0: Yeah. How are you, Roy?
1: Yeah, I'm not too bad. Uh extremely busy week, busy weekend. Um, wasn't well for a few days, so fan- thankfully now I fully recovered back into things. What about you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Obviously we missed Monday's podcast with the markets guys. So I think today we're gonna cover a bit of the markets, but we're also going to cover um, some topical stuff around, obviously, the impact of war can have on the markets as well. Um, yeah, we'll jump into that in a second. I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm well. Yeah. Great. <laughs> busy, busy, yeah. well, um, busy. It's a very
1: Irish but, person, I, Chris. We don't care if you say you're well or not. We're not really interested. I was yeah, watching it. Exactly. I was yeah, watching yeah. one of them. Is it that guy? Is he, He's on the TikTok or YouTube or Instagram, one of them things. Some guy from around, uh, I think he's from around a a big long hair guy. And he was saying that, you know, when an Irish person asks you, what's the crack high yard? They really, they really don't give a shit. <laughs> you know? What's
0: his name actually again? Because I think oh, everyone should follow this guy. He's fucking hilarious. I've, I've no idea. Just see uh, him. If mind. I even open up my Instagram, he's probably going to be the first to pop up. He just yeah. rips the piss into everyone. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. He is very funny. He's
1: great.
0: Um, he sums the culture up perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the whole American. Oh, here he is here. Look, there you go. Garen, uh, Garen underscore music.
1: Yeah.
0: Give him a shout out there. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> worth a worth a watch. She's crazy. Yeah. Um yeah, so let's get into it. Um obviously we are in the midst of what's going on obviously in Israel and Hamas. Mm-hmm. Uh the conflict over there. Um, I don't want to go too political into this because I just think it's uh first of all, I I, I find it hard to go into anything that I don't have all the details in. So mm-hmm. I can't have an opinion on from either side. And I think what what I do have an opinion on is the atrocities that are going on and people being killed and kids, women, you know, people that are just not involved in this, that are just, you know, in the middle of, of, of this crisis and they're affected by it, I think it's a disgrace. Mm-hmm. And I think this is just pure greed uh power and lots of other political undercurrents um that, that that's created this funny i've seen um what's that painter what's that famous painter that nobody knows uh what's his name um the famous painter that nobody knows
1: <laughs> yeah they you
0: know they no, nobody knows who he is he puts up all like the spray paint on the wall oh right
1: right I, I, I thought you meant he was a famous painter by name but nobody knew his name I was like yeah banksy
0: Jesus, Banksy. man, come on, you know, not no Banksy. You never heard of Banksy. <laughs> never heard of Banksy. You're about the only person that's ever not heard of Banksy. Anyway, so this. If you told me about Banksy, it sounds like somebody that robs for you, Banks.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Google him, he's brilliant. Anyway, yeah. so he's done a depiction. Um, I just actually, somebody sent it to me, and it was uh, two children um, sitting side by side. Um, and it's like a, a Palestinian and an Israeli kid, you mm. know, and nothing else. And it was just the simplest form of like children, uh, the innocence of children and the innocence of a situation. And, you know, in any other day, you could be best friends with the same person yet 20 years later, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're killing each other or fighting Mm. each other, or whatever the case may be. It's just, you know, we're all brought, we're all born onto this planet very like, you know, as a blank canvas. And it's like, what, is told to us what's pushed on our next, what's forced upon us, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and it's it is disgraceful. And like I said, I don't want to go political on it because I don't think there's a winner on either side. Um, a person, I really don't. I think the third I the third party, the third part party part 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 is always the
1: winner. The third party is always the winner. The people who produce the arms, the people that this, there you you go. They're always the winners for, you know, if you you have a war contract or something, you'll be the winner, you know, from 100%. And not
0: only, um, you know, are these people getting the full, full effect of it. And, and and it's very hard to, to see it through a window or, you know, through a TV, what's going on, but, you know, live a day in the life of these guys, you know, can only imagine what it's like to be in the middle of what's going on there. Um, but yeah, it's 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 what I suppose what we want to do is help understand so many different events that we've had, guys, over the last while, right? We've had COVID, we've had we've had so much going on, and the markets have just you know react crazy to it, right? And 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 the key to that is like being a step ahead of it, and this is why sentiment comes into it, and this is why I'm kind of a strong sentiment trader, and it's based on look, what we know the outcomes of particular, you know the. The domino effect of if something happens we know what's going to what's going to come after it in the markets right we can we we we, it's almost having foresight but everybody knows about that what's going to happen right we know that at the end of the day what's going to happen now that there's a war and conflict and what happens if it escalates or if it de-escalates you know what are the two things that can what are the catalysts that will happen after that right Mm -hmm. so look number one Obviously, in looking looking at the markets, we can see we we know that people go to safe haven flows. You know, it, we're not seeing major movements out of tech stocks or other stocks. You know, that seems to be pretty safe and it's it's fine. It's not like the what happened when when we had COVID. Um, but we're certainly seeing flows going into safe havens such as gold and and, and dollar to to some extent, mm-hmm. uh, but certainly gold. And then the next thing is oil. Um, you know what, what's going to happen now if, like you were saying earlier on if iran gets involved and, and other regions gets involved what's going to happen where does that leave us you know we know that rising oil prices are the catalyst for recessions mm-hmm. um, so th- these are the things that's key to know right especially understanding how to trade these events
1: yeah i think you know i think you're right in terms of Looking at the risks of of what the war brings at the minute, you know, in terms of de escalation sides, there's not much risk, you know, there. If the war just ends tomorrow, I don't think markets are going to jump. I don't think oil is going to do much. I think a lot of that's already tried to be positively priced in. I think what isn't priced in is the escalation of it. I think, you know, that's one thing that's not priced in because, I mean, it's it's a fairly fresh, you know, um, thing. It only happened, what was it, last Saturday night or something, last Sunday? It actually happened um, and and it has escalated quite quick over there. Nobody knows exactly what's going to happen. You know, we know that um, obviously Palestine started and then um, Israel retaliated. Palestine asked for a truce. Israel said, you'll get the war you wanted. Uh, You know, and then China and Iran are both saying, well, we don't support that. You know, we'll take part. And the US has warned Iran not to take part. And if they do take part, that their oil will be sanctioned. You know, and a a lot of Iran's... um, Oil exports would sort of fund any sort of military operations. So if that's was sanction, then that would obviously, you know, expose them. But then you've obviously China would maybe come in and support Palestine. And then you could also see America starting to support Israel. It, it would literally lead into a third world war, you know, pretty much. And I think it might end up coming to, a, it could end up coming to another Russia-Ukraine situation where a bit of money's through at it and it could just be left to, to burn itself out. You know, that could just be... They call it an open air prison.
0: Right. And, you know, when you see it's it's like when you, when you actually see within and what's going on there, that this is, this is a country that, you know, there's lots of people, there's starvation is a problem there. There's running water, electricity, you know, like they're, you know, they're on the brink of, you know, despair as it is, let alone, you know, mm-hmm. a, a war torn, you know, the issues that a war comes, you know, and the rest of their problems that that, ha- that come with that, you yeah. know, so, you know, it, it. We're talking about people at their very limits. You mm-hmm. know, and like I said, I do not like uh, the atrocities that are happening at the moment. Is 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 the biggest problem. And 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 look, there's yes, there's propaganda, right? Um, but at the same time, these real things are happening. Yeah. You know, in that kind of way. Um, so it's hard to kind of put your hat in one side or the other because I think, like I said at the start of the podcast, I think two wrongs don't make a right, and I yeah. don't think either side here are in the right. But yeah. do I think that one side is getting painted in a better picture than the other? Potentially, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but again,
1: there's always there's always going to be a favorite either side of it. You know, we knew that um, coming into the Russia-Ukraine war, you, Ukraine were getting the backing from all Western media. They were getting sure. the backing from everybody. And, you, you know, is that, I can't remember if we actually said it on the podcast one day, but, you know, I never had an opinion on that war. But certainly when I spoke to people on the ground, both in Ukraine and, and Russia, I did have a slight opinion change on how it all started and, and the reasons of why it started. My opinion didn't change on the rights and the wrongs of it, but my opinion changed on on what I was told. and And, and that's the well, difference. I mean,
0: look, it's about getting yeah. information. I don't think anybody should watch the news and... Terrible source. Their own, their their own, their own, yeah. their own uh, judgment on the basis of of mainstream media. I think you have to bury yourself down into some more facts and to get some more information, <laughs> hear both sides of the story, and then collate your own, yeah. um, y- your own opinion. Because I think taking an opinion of any mainstream media for either side, for right or for wrong, it's just going to, you know, they're going to skew you in yeah. whatever way they want you to to see it or hear of, it. You know,
1: of course, the. <laughs> And I mean, you know, that, as you said, that's the best thing you have to do is take yourself off and, and, you know, find the information yourself, you know, really through that. I think, you know, one thing to remember is, you know, this is probably one of the longest, oldest ever wars there's been. You know, this has been happening for hundreds of years. You know, there's always been, pardon me, there's always been tensions in the Middle East. And. You know, somebody said to me, I think it was about four or five months ago, You know, I was chatting to a person and they said that, you, you know, money's the root of all evil. And I disagree. I says, well, religion's actually the root of all evil. And this is a prime example of it. You know, people say money's the root of all evil. Money does this, money does that. It, it, it's bullshit. All that's bullshit. You, you know, if you look at what religions done. Money world, and
0: power is religion. I mean, that's the whole that's the whole footing of all religions. And uh, no, maybe well, not the. Of all religions, but it's where it goes to, right? People realize that they can take advantage of people, and in many aspects of religion,
1: and that's you know unfortunate. Yeah, but you know, if you look at sort of Israel and Palestine, the, the war that's happening there is simply you know it goes back hundreds of years, and it is it's over gone. religion, and you know whether it's over power and land, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. One. It it's over, it's to do with the religion, it's to do with the cult that you know people want to belong to. Same with the thing of World War II, people you know believed in different religions. You know the Jews were held, you know captive. Obviously, know that. And it keeps going back to these types of things, and that's really what split. But not to get that too much down that sort of path, it's just one of these wars, Jonathan, that always, it's always happened It probably most likely always will happen. I mean, sure. you know, here in Ireland, we always see the Troubles in the North, fair enough, it never got to the the escalation stage of, you know, the rest of, the, rest of the, um, the world sort of wars. But there's always tension and there's always, you know, there might be a breakout here and there, and it doesn't get too serious probably because people over here are a bit more I don't want to say advanced but you know people do have more full-time jobs they're not really as dedicated to the cause let's just say but it always happens and it always will happen and there will always be the tensions and it's the same out there there'll always be the tensions and the war might look like it's getting worse but you have to remember that both countries are getting richer they're getting more resources they're getting more technologically advanced and and that's just the way warfare is going you know the war that was in Afghanistan you know nearly 20 years ago when it started the weapons they had then weren't the same weapons that they have today and it won't be the same weapons that they have in 40 years and it does just get this stage where you know wars can nearly be fought from an office and that's where it's getting to now you know that's that's what makes you wonder why the the the, you know
0: you ever see feet on the ground you know that it's like it's the most humane way in, in many respects i guess but you know rather than blowing up everything you know and then going into the mm. ruins, but either way, they, look there is no good side to war and that there should you know how they how we've got to a point where're such we're so advanced as a civilization in many respects but so far behind in others and you know how how we can't just find that middle
1: ground that we can find peace within is just yeah. insane and it's never yeah. going to happen. It'll it'll never happen, and you know something? It is a complicated thing when you try and break it all down because people have different beliefs and people have different wants, and and that's just the way it is. You know, it it's never going to be any different. It only takes one person to to have a disbelief against the society to, to start a cult to start a new way, and that's all it takes. You know, sure. and I think one thing to remember is probably not to get tied up in this war when it comes to the markets. Don't think that you know this war is going to be be the be all end all of oil. It's going to be the be all end all of of the S and P. Yeah. this war's probably had minimal impact on markets and I mean bare minimal impact. I think mm-hmm. that, as you know, we said at the start about the escalation, that's probably what's, that's the tail risk with this war. You Absolutely. Know, more, if if yeah. we see, if we see players like Iran getting involved, we know that, you know, the US and Iran don't get on and that we know that, you know, they're under heavy, heavy surveillance, surveillance, you know, in terms of the nuclear program and things like that and we know that they're trying to create nuclear weapons or, or they might actually already have them and if they, start into this war or start into anything like that, they're more than likely then going to be placed under sanctions in terms of, of their oil export. Now, yeah. we we know what happens in the market when Saudi Arabia or Russia announced a 500,000 uh, barrel a day uh, decrease. So what would happen if they announced 2 million barrels a day, so four times as much? Oil market could pop 10%, easy pop 10%. You know, So we're sitting there at around 90 now. It, 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 it could pop yeah. up to 100, maybe even further because... If they start to get involved, other countries get involved, and then you see the sanctions around the world going in place, and that's one of the tail, tail risks um, that we'd be looking for as well. And then, as I said earlier as well, if China start to get involved too, then you could also see Russia starting to get involved. But Russia probably won't start to get involved because I mean they've they've lost too many men in Ukraine. They've probably too many resources there, so it's probably not something they'll want to do. Because if if they take their eyes off that, they could probably lose the ground there very quick agreed and i going back sorry go ahead yeah I, I was going to say there, there's actually a guy on Twitter um you can follow it's it, he's not politi- politically biased or anything um I forget his name but he basically puts up um war concepts and he I think he's actually an expert in war or something and how like um conflict um uh, he, he, he has a degree or he has some sort of profession and I think it is on like warfare or something on basically how it all works. And if this country does this, this is what happens and these things here. And it's a really, it's really, really good post to read. Um, I'll try and find his Twitter and drop it in on the um, on the app. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. For sure. It's really good. And everything he puts up, there's nothing politically biased. There's nothing like that. It's all just, if this happens, this is really what you would see. And this is what you can expect from a country. And a counterattack means this and all these different definitions. I mean, I'm no expert, but you know, it's a really good source just to um, educate yourself and then you can come up with your own conclusions.
0: I think 100%. And as far as going back to what you said there, you're right. I mean, there has been minimal impact in terms of the markets uh, as a result of this, because we know it's not nothing new. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not really going to in fact, impact the rest of the markets unless we see that escalation. And if we do see that escalation, I really do think that we you know, we can see some major moves in the market. Um, that plus other things that's happening, obviously, especially in the US, Um, there's, you know, lot to talk about interest rates again, you know, and if, maybe if we just turn to the to some charts as well while while we're here, Rory. Um, obviously looking at the dollar at the moment, the Dixie, um, you know, it, it's somewhat consolidating at the moment, waiting for its next move. And obviously we've got Powell speaking on on Thursday. Um, obviously the that, that's gonna have a, an impact. Do you do you do you think that there's going to be interest rates, you know, coming coming next month? I and mean, do you think November or do you think December? You know, it seems to be like it looks almost inevitable. But look, there's pressures also on them not to, because at the end of the day, you need people lending money, you need circulation of money and everything else, and you know, the continued ramp of interest rates is just going to squeeze so much of the market, I think that's uh, there's there's that threshold, right? There's that threshold at some point where you just get over that 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 hill or whatever. And if you if you tip it to that tipping point, if you tip it too much, you know, you're just gonna see things crashing down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, you know, any sort of economist will tell you that usually, you know, monetary policy increase usually lags by around sort of anywhere between 12 and 18 months. And we're kind of now 12 months on from, you know, we started seeing the real hike in fees from the Fed. So again, we're not really feeling it in the economy yet, and it could probably be another tw- another six months, you know, before we actually do start to feel the full effects so, But You're know, looking at November. Um, it, it, the next FOMC meetings in two weeks, two weeks today, and you know, there's only a six percent chance that we actually see um, a, a hike of twenty five basis points. So I think that's pretty much ruled out that that's not going to happen. And if we look at the thirteenth of, of um, December, we're kind of looking at around a forty percent increase or forty percent chance. Of rates going to uh, five fifty to five seventy five, so that's a forty percent probability of seeing a twenty five basis point hike, and a and a fifty eight percent chance of of no change. Um, and you know that's actually changed quite a lot. You know, one week ago, Jonathan, uh, the odds of that was twenty six percent, and now it's up to forty percent. You know, so it it's went up there quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Do I think we're going to see it? I I think we we possibly could. You know, we're starting to see inflation take off again. We're seeing retail sales that are quite strong. Uh, we've seen build building permits come in today. Um, slightly below, slightly above consensus, not too strong, but still above uh, what the consensus was. And I mean, it's just not really what we need to see in the markets right now. It's it, it's part of what I'm, what I'm calling the sort of domino strategy, where we're seeing one domino fall and the rest could follow. I mean, I posted something as well on the app. Um, was it yesterday, Monday? I, I don't even know what really dead is today, but I posted it a few days ago. And it was around JP Morgan's earnings. And basically the amount of money that a bank sets aside um every every month, every quarter, every year, whatever, uh, for default and loans is usually quite a standard amount. But this quarter, JP Morgan set aside a lot less of, of that money. And basically what that done was it propped up earnings. And I think a lot of other banks are doing that. And I said this in the last quarter, that banks are using, you know, you have to remember, banks are experts when it comes to finance. They can do anything to balance sheets. They can do anything to accounts. They know how it works. If there's anybody going to manip- manipulate statements, it's going to be the financials. It's going to be the big banks. And I think that's just exactly what they've done. You know, we've seen other airlines coming out last night, like United Airlines. They said that the cost was up. Demand was also up. Um, load factors as well was up. Everything was looking good. But I'm just not buying into to. The macro indicators are not pointing uh, to buy into this, if I'm quite honest. Um, I mean, I think it could be a very slippery slope if you're buying into this right now. That,
0: the post you put in the app yesterday um, around Bank of America. Yeah. um, It's just incredible. Yeah. I mean, like the unrealized losses of, what is it, 131 billion unrealized losses.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you right now exactly what it was. Yeah, 131 billion. I mean, how what you have 131 I've, billion of
0: unrealized losses? Maybe explain that a bit more to people. Maybe wouldn't understand that as much.
1: So basically, when you know, when when we were looking at their balance sheet yesterday, they have a thing here called total held maturity debt securities. So these are, you know, debt securities. It could be loans, mortgages, basically anything, any product like that the debt that they give out, and. You have, on, you have a realized loss, an unrealized loss. So a realized loss is something that you pay for, you've lost your money, and, and that's it. it. It's completely gone. But an unrealized loss is maybe looking into your trading account, seeing a position going against you that you haven't actually closed out of yet and that you're not willing to take the loss on. So there are $131 billion in in these losses right now, and these are unrealized losses. What a losses. toxic it, it, it pretty much is. It's a toxic debt. And they're thinking, well, you know could we get out of it and their total um debt securities was 136 and their unrealized total realized losses was 131 so there's not much been made um y- you know there's not really um, much of a difference there and even, so like, it's look, a lot of these
0: banks and institutions will sell their debt right yeah. and you know it's surprising to see a bank hold on to so much Debt in unrealized losses. I mean, that's that's the insane thing for me. I mean, who's, who's how much that? do you have to have on account, regulatory wise,
1: to be able to hold that much debt? Um, I think I, I need to revise the numbers again, but I think it, it, it is around ten percent. So they're probably holding around thirteen billion of that um, on the right. books, which isn't really much for them. Yeah. You know, that's 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 a, that's a drop in the ocean really for them. And um, so they only need to hold that at the Fed to actually um, to hold that, which would be fine. So I'd say they could probably go a lot higher than that. The problem is, is that they're never going to be able to shift that. You know, who's going to want to buy the debt with interest rates at this height? Yeah. And, you know, God knows what God knows what the um what the numbers are behind that debt. God knows where the interest rates are and that the, the defaults that are behind it. You know, who knows what where these products are tied up? Nobody's ever going to know. That's the that's the problem. You know, and and I'm not pulling them out saying that this would be a company to short or this would be, you know, this is a bad decision from the bank. And I'm not saying that um Geez, they would need to watch what they're doing because I, I I more trust them than I trust myself that this is well within the reams of you know, possibility for them and that they're more than comfortable holding that debt. So that's fine. But it's not it's not the huge number that's off button. Well, it is the huge number that's off button, but it's the fact that there's so many defaults happening that haven't been announced to the market yet. And who are these people that are defaulting? Where is this coming from? What's well, this where- impacting? On- what is the debt
0: exactly? Is it, you know, where, where were they loaning? You probably can go in and find out where they were loaning heavy <clears throat> and figure that out pretty quickly. I mean, like, but, you know, is it is it homes? Is it industry? Is it, Ooh. you know, is it corporate? Is it, you know, like, you know, obviously it's a mix of all of it, but, it, you know, it's it's scary. It's a scary thought that um, there's that much uh, bad debt uh, <clears throat> on the market. And, you know, it just makes you wonder, when i guess when when that when that match falls and and the rest of them fall with it and we've said that a few times you know yeah um, yeah, yeah. Lots, lots of things are built on matchsticks that we don't even realize and they're propped up and you can you can you can um wrap it up at whatever way you want um but the issues are there they're underlying and yeah. this, is, this is the kind of stuff that ex- that exposes that you know mm-hmm.
1: yeah i would i would never go as far as saying that you know, we could see a collapse in the financial industry. I think that's completely out the window. No, no, no. But, but, but what I am trying to say is that you know those numbers represent consumers and and industries and companies. You and know, do you that, have last year's numbers for that? I, I could get last year's. I'll put them up in the app. So I'd have to go into the ten Q and and go back for that. I'd be five ten-minute job on the podcast.
0: It, it, yeah, I mean, if you could, if you could see, if you could do that in the app, because I'd be interested to see, even over the last potentially three years, you know. Pre, mm-hmm. even looking at pre-COVID numbers, yeah, and the, if that's accelerated over the last few years, and how much it's accelerated by, you know, yeah, more more than likely has. That's the
1: thing. So, something we'll have to keep an eye out on.
0: Sure. And in terms of going back to the markets, um, we've seen a bit of a gold rush. Um, obviously, uh, that's continued into into today a bit. Um, I still think there. I think that kind of. 1990 2000 level is, is is possible i've been saying it for a little while and um, that we, we could get that jump back up there but i don't see i don't see any major catalyst that's going to bring it above that um you know yeah I, I i it's just hard to to be directional at the moment obviously the safe haven flow yeah that's 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 potential yeah. to, to, to drive drive price up but realistically I, I don't see it going much
1: much above two thousand if it does get there. Look, it it it's what I said. Going back to the middle of September, you know, I said a fair price for gold right now is nineteen hundred, and I said that so many times. And I said if we drop drop back down to eighteen hundred, you're going to see many institutional buyers, you know, such as central banks, you know, sure. governments. Things like that. You're going to see them starting to buy it, and it's exactly what happened. You know, we seen yeah. gold coming down to eighteen hundred. Boom! We seen the buyers. We ran it all the way up to nineteen hundred. It broke through nineteen hundred. We started seeing the the war break out. So we're starting seeing more money flowing into it, you know, into and the CFE even people, retail traders as well, jumping it's on the back, retail on money, the back it's not it. institutional money, really, being honest. You're not know gonna kind of away. Um
0: and you, on the mm-hmm. other side of that then as well, higher interest rates make gold less attractive. You're not know gonna kind of away, it's a non yielding asset. So yeah. you know, that's 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 the other side that people have to realise as well. Yeah.
1: It, it was just simply oversold at 1,800, coming back up to 2,000, probably overbought. And that's just the way it's going to trade for quite some time. You know, I've said it a lot of times that, you know, gold moves a lot, but it moves sideways. You know, for the last 20 years, 10, 10 years, 15 years, it's moved sideways. You know, moved a lot of big swings, albeit, you know, sometimes 50 to 100% swings, but, you know, moves sideways. That's pretty much what happens with it. So if you can get those ranges and you can trade those ranges, brilliant, fair play to you. But I, you know, as of right now, I couldn't expect any breakouts to 22, 23, 2400. I couldn't expect anything like that. Agreed. I mean, 1800 so, was a screaming to buy. You know, it was just like... It, look, definitely 100%. If you were, you know, if you were a huge portfolio manager, or you had a huge fund and, you know, you were long-term investing in gold, of course you were going to buy the 1800. I mean, how many orders were down there? Were probably loads, you know. Yeah. So...
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a big catalyst as to not only... Not only the, obviously, the conflict, but yeah, I mean, just the, the sheer number that it was at. I mean, it was just at a brilliant level there um, yeah. that you, you're
1: going to see buying momentum there coming in. Um, Anything else on the markets, your side? Um, I mean, nothing too much, really, on my side. Still just keeping an eye out on euro here. Um, see, just seeing that sort of consolidation really around that 105.50 level at the minute. Just seeing if we can try to make that move lower back below 105. I think uh, that level looks like it could hold for now and we might be able to make a move higher. But again, as you say, some dollar strength still is in the market there, so um could potentially be higher. VIX, um, just looking at the VIX, glad to see it's finally starting to break out of a bit of a range now. It's starting to push above 20. Could start to see some volatility coming back into the market. Um, Wouldn't be a bad thing. Um, US 10 years, obviously. um, Today pushed their highest ever level since... Oh Jesus, had to go back and see, it was since July two thousand and seven. So highest ever levels they were pushed today up above that you know four point nine percent. So again ten years on the on the US, the US ten year pushing above four point nine percent, huge level there. Um, you know above uh, obviously what interest rates are, and obviously pushing above what inflation is. So we could start to see a lot of money flowing into bonds, and you know bonds are down huge. You know some bond funds are down over eighty percent you know i i think it's not investment advice certainly not investment advice but if you have a lot of money and you want long term sustainable um returns in that i th- i just think bonds are the way to go right now 100% you know i okay I, yeah. I, cu- I couldn't see you do know, i think you're mad if you're not taking that 5% return in that i think you're absolutely mad
0: yeah yeah i agree um you know. Just looking at looking at the markets as well and just some of the bigger tech stocks, you know, we're starting to fall out of that um them trends that we've seen for quite some time. Um, you know, we're not seeing a huge amount of of a sell-off at the moment, but certainly a potential change in momentum for some of the bigger stocks.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's NVIDIA down at 420, you know, recent highs there were as high as 480, sort of all-time highs were 500. So I mean, you know, down there a good 15%. Looking at Tesla as well, down 243, you know, um, highs there of 300, recent highs kind of 270, 280, again, just looking to fall again uh, that bit further. Microsoft, again, failing to make those um, recent highs of 340, pushed up as high as 335. You can just kind of see those um, lower highs, really been printed and it's kind of goes um for the same of a few of those big tech stocks as well as you mentioned um amazon there as well again failing to get uh higher than that 145 level just recently pushing up to 132.
0: look i mean so, everybody's starting to feel the pinch mm-hmm. now like everybody's starting to feel the pinch now we're, we're, we're starting to really feel the full effects of uh inflation and yep. especially coming to the winter months as well and you know we've we've got further oil prices, gas, whatever it is. You know, like it's we we are feeling the pinch, and and when 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 you feel it in your own pocket, you know you you know yeah. that it, this is something that's you know filter it into the to the populace, and yeah. you know
1: your own judgments there on that. Yeah, I mean, you you know, you just have to look that you know saving savings uh, saving accounts are down, credit card spending's up, credit card delinquencies are are getting higher. I mean. It it's just it's a no-brainer for me. You know, things just aren't looking great from the outset. I just I'm not saying that we're gonna go into a huge bear market, but I'm just saying I don't think it's the time to buy. That's no. simply all I'm saying. I no. just don't it's think bad. it's the time. You know, yeah. I think if you're looking to go bulk buying, I think there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a sale around the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you
0: know? yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah, that's that's the beauty of the markets, though. It's this every you know, it's an evolving place that we can continue to yeah. find opportunities from. Yeah. You know, and, and especially anyone that's kind of stopped trading if they, you know, obviously if, if there's opportunities in CFDs to,
1: to sell some of these the bear markets as well. So mm-hmm. um there's, there's actually a really good place you can go and practice your trading. Um there's actually a bar in London. It's um it's it actually runs around the theme of a stock stock market. So the drinks change price every few minutes and there's like a, you know, there's like a a leaderboard or like a watch list of, we can see the different drinks and the different prices and they're always chopping and changing. That's a great, yeah. Yeah. so That's a great We should do a a TBT night, bring, get some guys and we'll we'll head down there. I think that'd be a good shout. Yeah. So something like that is a really good (laughs) place to, you know, practice your bulk buying. You know, yeah, if you yeah, if you see the... how
0: much you'd be you, you, after yeah. about ten drinks, <laughs> how good you'd be. Yeah, <laughs> bulk buying. So, a yeah. problem with bulk buying. Your product is not going to be as good as if you got it fresh. You see, so you get ten pints. By the time you get to like the fourth or fifth pint, yeah, it's not going to be quite the same, is it?
1: <laughs> well, this is this is what you have to think about. Do you borrow money and do you buy them all then and get them returned <laughs> yeah. at a later date? Do you use options? Do you use futures? You know. <laughs> So yeah, You could could rob that bar of a lot of money if you tried. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right, well, let's wrap it up there, Rory. I think that was that was good. Um, we'll we'll certainly uh, be back next Monday, guys, for our proper market breakdown, and then back on Wednesday again for the educational stuff. So, um, if you're not already in the app, guys, get in there. Um, we're you know we're always posting our analysis, ideas, and so on in there. Um, I'm always happy to to. Answer any questions you guys have as well. Hundred mm-hmm, percent, perfect, Jonathan. Cheers. Thanks for taking me. The next one, buddy. Take care, mate. Bye bye.